Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. I've had an absolute blast recording your championship intros on audio and also on video. And for those of you that didn't know, the videos can be done special exactly the way you like them because these are green screens and we can do them with a scene behind me. Do you want a fighting scene? Do you want a beach scene? Do you want a race car scene? Any scene you want, we can give it to you. It's your theme and my pleasure. Just write our offices and we will answer you with the exact fee involved and how it'll get done. So here we are and now it's time and it's your choice. Cheers. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming. We are live as It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry, we'll voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. No holes barred radio, folks. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, UFC, film, TV, you name it. We'll talk about it. We're going to talk about it today. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? Happy oh, holiday. terrible. I'm terrible, Buff, but that's all right. We're going to make it through. It's, it's, yeah, I know. you got a lot, of, lot going on there. with well, the. Uh, what's that saying? When it rains, it pours? What you say again? What's that saying? When it rains, it pours. Yep. Yeah, it's it's we're in a torrential downfall, downpour right now. It's all right. You got a load. You got a flooded house, right? Flooded house. My furnace is out, and uh, I'm about an hour away from leaving for trip two of four in the next uh, fourteen days. That sounds like one of those western songs, you know. My, my my house is flooded. Right. My power's out. Right. My dog's in the middle of the road. Yeah, hopefully my dog doesn't end up in the middle of the road. I'm trying to turn off a machine here. It's all right. There you know, you Buffer, I, I really like your new computer. That thing is following I, I can't you go all anywhere. over Look the place. This. Yeah, no, no, yeah. It's, uh, oh, I think our guest is already here. Oh, he is? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit them now. I had to make sure punchers is in the window. It's all right. It's very anonymous. It says just Zoom user. Who could it be? Well, that's okay. When he comes on, we'll get Steven on. I want to say real quick. You, um, you screwed it up, Buffer. You weren't supposed to say his name. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Right. Right. I get up too late this morning. Now, maybe. I don't know. Uh, if he can I hear see- us, he needs to turn on his, his uh, webcam. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds good. He'll Sounds figure good. it out. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm assuming that it's Steven Wonderboy Thompson. It could well, be not that we have another guest, but that is our guest for today. Can you imagine. Uh, All right. Well, they, they left us. Apparently, I don't know what happened. They'll be back. All right. So listen, uh, we're starting the show. A couple of things we need to address is the passing of two individuals. Mm. Uh, the fine actress, Kirstie Alley. One of my favorite. Like, cheers. Yeah. It, it doesn't get much better than cheers. Oh, speaking of cheers. Here, let's let's see there we go. And now the man fresh off one of the greatest fights of 2022 oh my gosh i mean a fight to remember a fight for the ages steven wonderboy thompson steve look at that handsome face man nothing oh. nothing's going to screw with that model face of yours i'm trying to be like you brother trying to be like you <laughs> well i've taken about uh, 20 or so stitches over my eyes but you know i don't know if you have more or less how many stitches did you get the other day 
Oh man, well I don't I didn't really count. They were they were actually fairly big, so I would say probably twenty between the two. Oh Dang. darn, you beat me on one go. That's not good. <laughs> hey, might I say, Steven, this is honestly like a Hall of Fame fight. And and yeah. you know, this is one of those fights where I feel we have recency bias in mixed martial arts. A lot of people talk about, oh, it just happened, so it's fight of the year. This isn't just fight of the year. Like, this is fight of your career in so many ways. Did, did you feel that as it was unfolding? You know, I, I didn't realize it till after the fight. You know what I mean? I knew what I wanted, what the game plan was going out there, that I wanted to be a little more aggressive in the fact that Kevin Holland doesn't do well backing up. Right. So um, afterwards, though, from what everybody was telling me, I'm like, you know, it sounds like it was an epic fight. Like, I don't remember a whole lot um, just because of, you know, thinking's too slow. It's just all about reaction out there. But uh, I went back and watched it just the other day. And let me tell you, man, it was unbelievable. It was awesome. Like, I, I don't remember half the stuff I did out there, to be honest with you. So before we talk, before we talk about it, there's so much to talk about in this fight, Stephen. I was I just have to break away for one second because we were yes. paying homage to two people that passed away when you came on. Yes. So if you may, I don't want to, I don't want to treat that lightly. We were talking and I want to, and no. I want to give you the full attention. Okay. Cause you deserve yes, that and so much more. Um, but the fine actress, Kirstie Alley passed away at 71 years old of colon cancer. Yeah. Um, somebody, I know TJ, you were a big fan of hers from the, well, I mean, I was a fan of cheers. You know what I mean? It yeah. was hard not to. Exactly. But this is all the more reason where people have to be aware of the fact, as we had a lot of cancer awareness at the show last Saturday, that uh, you need to get your checkups, you need to get your colonoscopies, you need to do yes. everything that needs to be done because this is a very common thing. And uh, if you don't find it, it gets you. Yep. So my condolences and best wishes go out to her family, friend and loved ones. And um, again, I don't mean to treat that lightly as I never do in people's passings. The other one, Stephen, I'm sure you can relate to. I know I can relate to. I worked with this man over 30 years, many, many, many times, you know, in the boxing world with Michael. But the fine referee, Mills Lane, yes. uh, passed away at 85 years old. Um, he had some health issues before this, but he did pass away. But what a legendary referee, Mills Lane. Legend. Legend. He was a legend. A pop culture icon, too. Not just for what he did in combat sports, but if you remember, he was the referee on that MTV series Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah, which was I loved it. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I had Michael in that too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. So again, my best wishes and condolences go out to the family um, and close friends of Mills Lane. Great working with you, Mills. Rest in peace, my friend. Rest in peace, brother. And now we're back to <laughs> Thompson. Steven, this fight, I'm telling you, if if uh, somebody wants to take a uh, a mini course in um, martial arts kicks when to throw i mean your kicks were beautiful your spinning kicks which is always a dangerous thing to do in a fight is to turn your back on somebody but your timing yes. and your control of your distance when you're dealing with the people you're fighting especially a long-armed and limbed man like kevin holland uh it was just beautiful precision coming out of nowhere i mean it was masterful to watch thank you that, that was that you know the kind of the game plan going in i knew he his 82 or 83 inch reach was going to be fairly difficult with me with my 75 inch reach <laughs> So I knew my legs were a lot longer, so I, I knew I needed to, we needed to um, really use those to, you know, put those to good use during this fight, and it and it helped. Um, I, I, at one point, I felt like I threw, like, six spin hook kicks. My dad kept saying, spin, spin. So when I hear that, I think spin hook kick, spin hook kick. But he meant to say it was spin, spin back kick. Wanted me to throw the spin back kick. But, um, yeah, man, just putting those legs to good use out there, it really um, – you know, played a huge part in the, in that W, man. And, and not only that, but 
leading up to the fight, we knew his bread and butter was his right hand. He smoked me with that right hand in the first round, made me see stars, made my ears ring, but I recovered. Thank goodness I was blessed with a hard head. But um, uh, yeah, man, just putting those, putting those kicks together. What was your guesstimator that he broke his right hand? Um, it was, I do believe it was the right hand that he hit me with in the first round. I think that's what started it. But then later on, I think into the second, beginning of the third, I kind of knew that something was wrong with it because he started throwing more elbows. So I started to aim for that arm with my kicks, kick to the body, kicks to the hand. Smart. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with uh, him causing so much damage. And then um, in the fourth on. round, with, exactly. And he's not a takedown artist. So yeah. in the fourth round, trying to take you down, it was obvious the hand wasn't working at that point. Right. He came right. over on my side of the octagon when there was a break in the action and went like this to his friends who were sitting be behind me saying, hey, it's broke. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up breaking my my left hand during the fight. I broke this one here. Oh, yes, wow. I did. Oh, I ended shoot. up breaking the first and second metacarpal in, in this hand. So hopefully I don't have to have surgery. We, we got an MRI on it yesterday, so hopefully we should be finding out the results um, here pretty soon. Oh, but Steve, he broke I'm his sorry. right. I broke my left. Have you, have you had any issues with that hand in the past, Stephen? So uh, when I fought Vicente Luque, and Bruce, you probably remember this, um, I fought Vicente Luque. I broke both of my hands in the first round of that fight. Wow. He had such – I that's that think that's what started all. Never broken my hands before that 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 part just because I do a lot of maki work. Um, and ever since I was, you know, for, for many years, let's just say that, and first time I ever broke my hands. But they say once you break that break them one time, you're kind of more apt to do it again. Yeah. But um, – um, yeah, so I, I fought Vicente Luque, broke, broke my left and my right hand in the first round of that fight. So I didn't realize I broke this hand until I took the gloves off and I just did a little tight squeeze and I felt some pain and some moving around in that hand. So I was like, yep, that, that feels familiar. I think I broke my hand. Oh, that sucks. So, you know, I, looking at Vicente Luque, Luque's head with, with no jokes intended, but it, he has the kind of head it looks like you're going to break your hand on. Yo, you know? 100%. Yeah. 100, I mean, he's got a massive skull. Massive skull. This guy. just a big it's old like skull. like Tito Ortiz plus one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. man. So I knew that was going to be tough. And with Kevin, I didn't realize how tough this guy was until I, yeah. said, until I, until I fought him. You know what I mean? I mean, he was literally that fourth round like a zombie. Like, I hit him with everything but the kitchen sink, and he just kept getting back up. I'm like, what is this dude's deal? Like, is he even – is he out on his feet? Like, what's going on? He's just tough as nails. Yeah. And that's what I think is so impressive about the fact that, you know, his corner, you know, had to be the one to, to step in there and stop him because Kevin's really not going to stop. As long as the fight is going, he's going to continue to march forward, and that's what was impressive about the, the win, I think, uh, Stephen, is the fact that, you know – he had to be safe from himself in a lot of ways. You know yeah, what else is really I, I, cool? Go I'm for sorry, it. Steve, what else is really cool? When that quote I saw on video, I mentioned this to Stephen the other day. Uh, we, that old man's fast, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. That was like in between rounds, right? He said that. I saw yeah. that everywhere afterwards. Yeah, that old that. man's fast, man. I'm like, well, you know, I try. I try. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not old. I don't consider myself old. I, I'm trying to be like you, Bruce. I mean, you look you look great. Thank out you. there and and i don't mean i don't mean think we realize how old you are i'm not gonna I'm not put you on the spot but you look you look like you're you're not much older than me man you look amazing so Thank you, steven i'm 65 
You know, that's what I was just gonna say, no, Buff. I I don't even know if right. Stephen if Stephen even knows your actual age. It's like a myth out yeah. there. Like what? some people might think you're like fifty five yeah. years old, 55. Buff. You look. You do not look. What? <laughs> it's Are all natural, Stephen. That's man. all I can tell you. I that still got my amazing. six pack. There's a little bit of a rector set going on inside, but on the outside, I'll compare <laughs> myself to anybody. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be like you, Bruce, man. You look amazing, man. Thank you. But I, I, people calling me old. I'm a 39. I don't consider myself old at all. And it's funny, you know, how that is put in people's head because, you know, I'm 39. And, and maybe it's because you don't see a whole lot of fighters at my age, um, you know, still fighting for the UFC. But Glover Teixeira is a big inspiration of mine winning the title at his age at what 42 or 43 or something like that 42 um 42 so i'm not i'm not far behind him but hey uh, no, you know, no, no offense to glover him. bruce you got him beating the looks department <laughs> yes 100 <laughs> percent. don't put me but on I the feel spot like if you please take care of your body you know you can you can be able to do this for a long time coming that's eat sure. right train right be right baby that's all yes it is. sir Yes, play sir. Hard, play hard, be hard, whatever. It's all, you, all it you, is. You know, I remember, Stephen, when you showed up in the UFC and people were talking about your nickname, Wonder Boy, and they're like, well, that's kind of a misnomer. He's not a 19-year-old kid. And now we're sitting here looking at you at 39 years old. And it's still, you know, very, uh, you know, fitting. Like, you are the Wonder Boy. Like, you, like I love Jack Black, by the way. Like, you know, seeing oh, yes. your uh, hand get raised. Like, it, it's, it's amazing. But you can't ever change Wonder Boy. I don't care if you fight for another 10 years and you're pushing 50. Like, you're Wonder don't, Boy forever. <laughs> don't ever <laughs> change you. it. When that, when that music starts and you walk out, I've told you this before, Stephen. It's one of my favorite moments in the octagon. One. It's just so it's so perfect the it way works. it comes out, you know. It's funny. One I thing, did, uh, one I thing Saturday night though, I thought they weren't playing it loud enough. I go, why don't you turn it yeah. up more? You know, I did know. you notice that? I did notice yeah. that. I was like, why, why is it? Does it turn down? Like, what's going on? But it was a funny. It was funny that uh, my brother's been asking me to walk out to that song for the longest, and I was like, no, 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 no. You know, it, it's not a song that really fires you up, but it puts a smile on my face when I walk out, and it fits perfectly. Um, so, and be able to talk to Jack Black and afterwards and before it was actually really epic. He had no idea I was walking out to his song until I think it was Gilbert Burns. He found out. So I got to meet, meet up with Jack Black and him and Kyle Gass went to one of his concerts, got to walk out on stage while they sang Wonder Boy. So I got to talk to him after the fight as well. So I told him, I was like, look, man, as long as I'm walking out to Tenacious D Wonder Boy, I will always be forever be Wonder Boy. That's right. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's 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 what a that's what a, a song what a walkout song is all about. So yes, it means a lot to you for sure. So now, Stephen, you know one of the things that uh, with the broken hand, I'm so sorry to hear this, because uh, I know one thing: it's got to heal 100. percent Did when your last hand breaks, did they heal 100 percent before you went back to work? Well, they. I thought they were 100. percent I okay, thought they answer, were. That answers and, my question. Yeah. 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 You got to make sure they're a hundred percent. And, and what I did wrong was I didn't go back to see the doctor. I didn't make, I didn't go back to my, my, uh, my doctor's appointment for him to get a full look at it. Cause I was so anxious to get back out there and do it again, you know? So I jumped back out there, uh, hitting, started hitting the bags. And the next day I could barely open my hand. It, I didn't re-break it, but it was just traumatized. So I got to make sure that I, I take the time off and make sure these bad boys are healed up before I even hit a bag. Yeah. No question. Hey, you no know question. what I thought the most impressive thing about this ultra impressive performance was? You, you lost the first round, Stephen. And that's one thing I think in, in mixed martial arts, a lot of guys quickly sort of get that uh, pace put on them in that first round. And then they sort of fall into that pattern of like, okay, I'm fighting this guy's fight. But that was not the case uh, for yourself on Saturday night. 
<laughs> Thanks, man. You know, I, I, I did feel that I got smoked in the, with his right hand in that first round and it staggered me a little bit, obviously, you know, in the judge's eyes, I was losing the round and, but from then on, all I had in my head was I'm losing this fight. So I just oh, really? kept picking it up, kept picking it up. At some point, Kevin looks at me. He told me, he's like, Hey man, slow down a little bit, slow down. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm picking it up, buddy. I'm coming at you. But, um, you know, it was one of those things where that was kind of in the back of my head. This guy stung me and everybody thinks I'm losing this fight. So I got to pick it up every round. And that was kind of my mindset going back and leading up to this fight. I knew he didn't do well um, on his heels. So I just kind of picked the pace up. I picked the pace up on him. That's interesting. Um, you're talking about didn't do well when he's moving back. Yes. Is that what you mean? Because yes. uh, one of the biggest things. I know when I when I was kickboxing, you know, a lot of my life that I really trained hard to be able to punch and kick moving backwards, you know, yes, sir. being able to get something where I could plant real quick and throw or just at least be able to punch moving backwards, which Chuck Liddell was a master at. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And and you did a great job at that, too. But see, that's I love hearing this because this means you're at the, the way you're you and your dad work. You know, you're watching film, you're watching this, you're preparing for that. Very interesting. I don't think I've heard anybody say that to us, TJ, that he doesn't fight well on his heels. That's actually the first time I heard that. Kevin Holland? No, just that statement. Doesn't oh. fight well on his heels. That's oh, what, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I, I've not heard yeah. that before. Maybe I haven't. I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, that you're you're a cerebral fighter, Stephen. You know, Thanks. your ability to maintain the distance, to bring in this, the, um, uh, the standard form of martial arts into your fighting as a mixed martial artist and all, it's... it's uh, it's not easy. It's not easy to fight that way. Very, very few people fight that way. You, you remember bring that up. Uh, Elias Theodoro had a little bit of a yes, similar style. Did. Yeah. Well, the he thing I, I the thing I think of about uh, Wonder Boy here is, you know, we're in this modern era of, of mixed martial arts. And this is almost going to sound like a slight, but I mean it in in the highest form of uh, compliment, because there, there are very few specialists now. And not a lot of people can be you know can afford to be specialists because you have to be so well-rounded. But you are very much a striking and, and karate sort of specialist with that traditional martial arts style. And, and I feel like to be able to shine the way that you have, being so true to your original uh, sort of martial art and discipline, it's a rarity. I think you and uh, Demi and Maya are the last two uh, really like modern era fighters that have been able to be like, look, this is our stock and trade and you just can't stop it. Yeah, it's funny you said that. I was mentioning that because when I first got jumped in the UFC – it was kind of like right there at the very end of the era of the specialists, right? Yeah. You had Anderson Silva, striking specialist, you know, you know, Chuck Liddell, you had Damian Mayan, the the grappling specialist, you know. And it was at that point where Rory McDonald was kind of shining because he came into the game kind of knowing everything. He right. he was good at everything. So yeah, I, I feel like I was kind of like the last of the specialists when it came to the UFC. Now you're getting guys who are just phenomenal everywhere. So, which is, you know, something that I'm continually trying to work on in my wrestling and jujitsu, but at the same time, still going out there and being able to do what I do, what people uh, see when they are, you know, whenever they think of Steve Wonderboy Thompson, they think of my karate style. Right. So, you know, I still want to give that to the fans as well. Did you guys With see the the stat about Wonderboy being uh, the underdog? Do you know how many times Bruce Wonderboy has been an underdog in UFC fights? I, I don't, but I'm not going to be surprised what you're going to tell me. Saturday night was the second time he entered the octagon as a UFC underdog. No way. I thought it was That's underdog old. way more than no, that. No, only really? the second time, yeah. What was the, what was the first? Uh, I You know, I, I don't totally know. They didn't give me that information on the broadcast, okay. but uh, yes, Saturday was the second time. 
You know, I don't wow. bet fights, but when I saw the odds on your fight, I thought, oh, my God, this is a great bet. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I hate to say that too, though, but like, I feel like there are moments in time in, in combat sports where people feel like, oh, this is the, the passing of the torch. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, subconsciously, even John Anik said, you know, the, the number six next to Wonder Boy's name, it could be Kevin Holland's this time next week. Well, it wasn't. It won't be. No. It wasn't. I'm trying to tell you it wasn't. No, yeah, but that's no, the no. thing, man. I mean, you know, they, they, they look at the age and they think, all right, you know, I'm going against a guy who's 10 years my senior and, and you know, supposed to be a lot faster. He's been knocking guys out. So it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, I use that, you know, as fuel when I see that talk. I actually didn't see the stats. I didn't I had no idea I was the underdog. But just what what I was hearing through interviews and people were saying on social media, I use that for fuel to go out there and do what I need to, to you know, to go out there and do what I need to do, baby. I'm going to try to now, find that other time you were the uh, underdog. Try to find it out while I ask okay. Stephen this question. Uh, Stephen, the um, the commission's probably going to suspend you for three to six months with the broken hand. Yes. Have they already uh, laid it down? At this point, it is six six months at this point. Six months. And my guesstimate is that with the training aspect of it, as far as hitting bags and stuff, that really is six months away. Yes, sir. How do yeah, you feel man. about that, Stephen? How does it make you feel? You come off the biggest fight of your life, the, the bonus, everything, that the hunger's out there, the, the – the the fans have you locked in their brain and now you can't freaking get in the octagon for nine yeah. months or so, you know? And, that, and that's kind of like the worst case scenario. I mean, I knew going out there facing off against Kevin, it was going to be a barn burner and leaving that fight could possibly have some serious injuries. So I was kind of prepared mentally for it. So I guess it didn't affect me as it, it could have, um, you know, but with the hand being broken, but with the team I have around me, the doctors that I have around me, they're they're keeping me informed and uh, giving me the best, uh, you know, route, op, you know, uh, best options and stuff that they're giving me and and healing time. And I just got to listen to my doctors. And I think if I listen to my doctor and do the physical therapy that they give me, I'll be back sooner. But like you said, you know, I, it it does stink not you know knowing not knowing when I'm going to be out there next. It could be a full six months, but um. It's all right here, man. It's all right here. I give my body time to heal up. Um, obviously, I can go back and work on some things and change some things to get better. Um, and you know, hopefully, we'll get out there sooner than than what we're what we're thinking. I found it. Uh, underdog, you closed as the underdog to Gilbert Burns. You opened I, as the underdog to Rory McDonald, but closed as the favorite. So Gilbert Burns is the uh, the only time you actually closed as an underdog. Got you. Got you. Well, there you go. Only twice. Oh, there you baby. go. Only that's twice. <laughs> hey, that's pretty damn impressive, man. You know, fighting the UFC Dang. for a decade plus, and that's that's the stat. Like, that's a pretty damn good stat to have. <laughs> it's a well, heck of a stat. It. So, you know, Stephen, a standard question you're going to get asked by everybody that's going to interview is, what's your next move? What's your next fight? Whatever. You know, you think that far ahead. I've never known you to call people out. I've never known you to be anything other than, who am I fighting next? Whoever it is, I'm there. Put me to work. What is your aspirations coming back? from this what do, what do you see for your I, I know you still have one or two whatever many fights in your contract and i doubt the ufc would ever drop you um if anything embrace you like the way they do what is your thoughts you know thinking forward you know there was a few guys that were mentioned actually in, in after the fight obviously there was conor mcgregor of course he's thrown out there with anybody in my weight class um that wins um obviously i think that would be an a, a awesome matchup but uh, what what intrigued me the most was the BMF was uh, George Masvidal, which we faced already. 
Uh, he's always game. And then you have Michelle Pajeda, who's uh, another guy who's coming up, working his way up the rankings, who's an exciting fighter as well at the welterweight division. And I said, look, the gold is always number one, right? I'm always itching for that, always going for it. Um, but I thought those were intriguing matchups, uh, very exciting matchups. And I told the UFC, I was like, look, you give me somebody like this past weekend, it's, it's going to be fight of the year every time. I mean, the last few guys that they've given me that wanted to stand up, Vicente Luque, Jeff Neal, we, we ended up winning fight of the night then as well. Like I said, I'm still working on, because after this last fight, the four guys who are ranked above me are all wrestlers, you know? So I'm still continuing to get better. And within that six months that I'm healing up, that's my plan to get better at my wrestling. Yeah. I was going to say that you can't strike. So why not concentrate on your ground game? You know, hundred percent. yes, sir. Yeah. And you can even train with the cast. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You wrestle, yeah. you can do jujitsu. My brother-in-law, Carlos Machado. Uh, of course, you know, the Machado brothers. Is Carlos your brother-in-law? Yeah. He married my, my older sister, Lindsay. Oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> and of course I got the jujitsu there that, um, continually getting better. We have a black belt underneath, uh, uh, under Carlos here at the gym, but I get him whenever I want. I just call my sister up. She's like, yep, I'm sending them out to you. So I'm like, all right, Carlos, you know, with the wrestling aspect, obviously my wrestling coach, Steve Davini and, um, you know, having Chris Weidman there as well, living in South Carolina. Now I get him as well. He's not too far from me. Um, I wow, got what a move guys. Jersey to South oh, Carolina. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. He loves that. it, man. He's like, I wish I'd done that. Of course, you know, living in long Island and in Jersey is so expensive. Of course, South Carolina is like nothing, you know, he was paying 30 to $40,000 a year on, on, uh, you know, uh, property tax. And it's like yeah. nothing here. So he, he's loving it, man. But being around the family, he's closer to family. Uh, so it's great. Two of my it, friends have moved there uh, in the last two years. And, you know, obviously loving the tax benefits versus California and the price they can get, what they get for a home there that they get for a home here is staggering, just like in Texas and also. But just yes, the culture, sir. too, in South Carolina. Good people it's in South Carolina. It's wonderful, man. It's the hospitality is, yeah. is incredible. I mean, hey, everybody calls me home guys. There. We got room for you. If you're ready to make the move, you let us know. <laughs> Well, I know you got a lot of pretty girls in South Carolina with no attitude. So that's, that's yes, a good sir. thing too. Yeah. We got you, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having my back, Stephen. I appreciate it. Yes, hey, sir. Hey, Stephen, I'm curious. I, I know we got to get you out of here soon, but I'm, I'm curious your thoughts. We're talking about, you know, how this, the stat of you always being the favorite or, or closing as a favorite, even if you open as an underdog, you know, you, you are obviously still focused on, you know, your career moving forward and, you know, maybe there's a UFC title in your future, but have you thought much about legacy and, and what sort of legacy uh, you, you'll leave behind when your active career is over? You know what? That's, that's kind of something that me and my pops have been talking about. And we came to the conclusion that if I go out there, every time I step out in that octagon and just being the best Steve Odoboy Thompson, I can be the legacy is written. You know, I want to be known as not just one of the best strikers, best fighters in the UFC, but um, a, a, a great martial artist and a great human being. Well, you've Thank already you, checked Steven. all those boxes, I think. Honestly, I would, I, yeah, <laughs> I would not have expected anything less to come out of you. You are one of the most honorable, true, not just mixed martial arts. You are one of the most honorable, true, as I grew up and I train and I have passion for martial artists. Okay, you are a true role model example of what a martial artist is all about. And I thank you for being that for the young people and everybody else watching, because that's that's what we need more of. 
and just don't, don't ever lose that. Just build on that. Uh, your dad, you know, I love the relationship between you and your father as I have with mine. And, um, my dad was beside me in a couple of fights, but they were the street fights he got me into. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I don't mean to interrupt. What's that bottle back there, Bruce? I've been looking at it. This is my, uh, award-winning bourbon puncher's chance. Stop. Shut your butt. You have your own bourbon. I need to give me some. I, okay. Do me a favor, Stephen. Text me your address. No. And I'm going to have a bottle sent to you. I have a 12-year reserve, a 14-year reserve, but this is just voted the top five best-sipping bourbon in America at That's its good. price range. Congratulations. Six, thank you. I've won six gold medals, design of the bottle and taste. It's the sweet nectar of the bourbon gods. You've got my number. Text me your address. I'm going to have I'm going to have some sent to you, okay? Will you do thank me a favor if you like it, yeah. which I'm sure you will? Will you do me a little video or something or post something for me? Send it to me. 100%. You got it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna make sure this gets out. Get me your address. You're gonna get it next yes, week. Sir. Okay. Thank I you, promise. Bruce. My man. No problem. You know, pretty soon my cologne's coming out. My oh. it's time energy drink is coming out. So you're gonna have to you're gonna wake up, you're gonna smell like buff, you're gonna get energy with buff, and then you're gonna drink like buff. I'm just kidding. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Which smells go. buff life. Buff life, baby. Buff right life, there baby. You go. Buff life. There you go. I love hey, it, man. Happy holidays to you and your family, Stephen. I, 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 it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Anytime, TJ. Are you kidding me, Bruce? I love you, my brother. And love thanks you too, bro. again for your most amazing um, announcements. You, you, wow. you always make me look good out there. So I really do appreciate it, brother. Thank you. I look at it the other way around, my friend. You make me look good. So <laughs> thank you so much. And you guys uh, I'll have your Christmas it. gifts delivered to you next week for you and your dad. You got it. I will send it to you. You guys have a good and happy holidays. Thanks. Happy holidays, Steven. Steven. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, the utmost gentleman. The oh, one of the best in the business. Gentleman. You know, truly someone, too, that I hope when his career is over that we see him in an analyst type of role. I know he's done some desk work uh, in the past, but, uh, you know, it, it's hard to sort of pursue both of those things side by side, being an active competitor and, and someone who sits, uh, you know, in the play-by-play booth or on the desk. But uh, Wonder Boy, man, he can do it all. And, and I hope uh, when he's no longer an athlete, you know, down the road that we still see him involved in the sport in some way. I have no doubt because, you know, he's got the looks, the style, the voice. He's He uh, handles himself well. Every, it, again, there's certain people that have the whole it factor to make those things kind of happen. And uh, he has it. And look at this. See, you know, just he gets off the air. What does he do? He texts yeah, us text right, right away. away. You know, gentlemen, thank you. That That is a gentleman. Yeah. A gentleman. All class. Right. And, and that's All the thing, class. too. Like, he, uh, he puts you in a good mood just by – having a conversation with him. He's just one of those guys who makes a, an impact, whether he's fighting or just having a conversation with you. Absolutely. No question. So um, let's go on to a couple things here. It's great having Steven on the show. Would love to have Kevin on the show at the same time, but we'll get him on at another time. Uh, with the um, situation going on here now, a couple things have happened getting away from the world of mixed martial arts. Brittany Griner's coming back. I saw that. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even imagine spending nine or 10 years in a, in a, a hard labor gulag in Russia. That's just no. would have been the, I don't even know. If, I don't even know if she would have made it or anybody would have made it. That's just, that's Seriously. just crazy. Yeah. Seriously. And then you remember, you know, Michael Avenetti, remember him, the, the attorney. Yep. Got 14 years in prison, TJ. Wow. 14 years in prison. This, this piece of shite, you know, with all his righteousness and everything, you right. know, dealing with the Trump situation and the whole bit. Uh, steals steals millions from his own clients, put him in jail. 
you know what? Send him over to the gulag in Russia, will you? Let's let's trade Brittany right. Griner for Michael Avenatti. Yeah, <laughs> there are uh, you know plenty of people that will say you know many many jokes about attorneys and say bad things about attorneys, but honestly, Bruce, when you hear about these things, that you, that's why some of these uh, lawyers get the sort of reputations that they do, or you know, guys like this. Let me tell you, GJ, a friend of mine, <clears throat> DJ, TJ. Let me tell you, a friend of mine um, was fraudulently hit with a lawsuit by this New York attorney mm. who wound up getting six hundred thousand dollars out of him. Oh wow! For a bullshit case, uh, threatening to uh, smear his name and everything over the Entertainment Tonight worlds, and, and that's blackmail. Black, well, it was, it was, it was like either you pay this money now, or we have everything set right. to go to, yeah. to I mean, our word against yours. It's blackmail. Three months later, is disbarred. For fraudulent practices but my friend still had to pay the six hundred thousand dollars i mean unfortunately that's uh there's a reason these people go this route you know what i mean because they get a couple paydays and they're very lucrative paydays and you know but like like you said bruce you know they ended up getting in trouble ended up getting disbarred uh avenetti's going to, to prison like that's one thing i hope you hope karma's a real thing and you hope that it catches up with the people that do bad exactly got some cruise ship talk here all right uh, want to take a cruise? I mean, I'm not saying you don't want to. I know people love them, but one dead, four injured after a huge rogue wave smashes into a ship, right? I wow. don't know when that's going to happen. I know it's rare, of course. Sure, 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 sure. But the big popular story from, uh, let's see, from the other week was that cruise passenger yeah. who fell overboard yeah. 20 hours yeah. Treading water with sharks, 28-year-old man, weird. doesn't remember even, he woke up in the water. Isn't that weird? He fell and he woke up in the water without yeah. drowning. He woke up in the water. How does and then that he even treads happen? water for 20 hours. You ever try to tread water for, for 15 minutes? Yeah. I mean, there's a way to, I know, there's a way to do it so you don't use a lot of energy. Well, you can do that, like the back float and whatnot, but still, man, like. 20 hours? 20 hours being in the water, period. How about 20 hours of the mental duress of seeing fins and wondering what's going to come up underneath you, much less he did kick away uh, what he described as a flat mouth shark, if I remember correctly. Uh, I, I All I hear is movie, movie. Oh, movie. yeah. Um, you know, one of the more crazy uh, thriller type of movies, it's been out now for probably 20 years, but was the film called Open Water. Do you remember this movie came out I in like 2005? It. Yep. Woo. Uh, you know, not really spoiling anything here, but like the plot of the the movie is uh, a man and a woman are out scuba diving, you know, somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, and uh, their their charter that put them all out there in the water uh, ends up doing a, a bad head count and goes back in, and they're still stuck at the open sea, and uh, craziness ensues. So craziness, and then the ending, you know, eventually he dies, and then she just okay. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I mean, it came out 20 years ago. If you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a doing, lot of so. people have seen it, but if they haven't, it's definitely worth watching. It's amazing how you can do a film like that. And think of the actors. They're literally, for the eight weeks or whatever it takes to film this, yeah. they're literally in a tank of water. Yeah. Uh, you know, with all the setup and everything, that's yeah. not a very comfortable setting. No. I mean, again, like, forget treading water for 20 hours. Just think about being in the water for 20 hours. Your body's going to go through all sorts of issues, just temperature issues. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. You see uh, Justin uh, Poirier's, uh, Dustin Poirier's uh, staph infection on his foot? It did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bad. He's out of the hospital, though, I heard. Yeah, I mean, nothing will ever sort of uh, 
rid the image of Kevin Randleman. You remember this back in like 2003, 2004? Flesh eating disease. Oh my God. And, uh, you know, that's the worst I've ever seen. But, uh, yeah, when anybody says, hey, do you want to see this picture of a staph infection? My answer is always absolutely not. No, because it is true life, you know, scenes from a horror film. No question. Uh, in more ways than one, it's horrible. Hope he's okay. I mean, again, yeah, I'm thinking like amputation and extreme cases. Hey. I mean, it's horrible. it's horrible. And that's the thing, too. It's one of those things that like staff, like once you have it, it's in your body uh, forever. And um, I mean, how many of the athletes that do this great sport have staph infection, you know, living inside of them? Always. All of them do. It's impossible I, not to. I agree. I agree. All right, let's talk about the other big news that hit the last week. A uh, man that was at the UFC uh, in New York. Um, I met him at the ADCC in uh, Vegas when I was doing the Abu Dhabi Submission Wrestling Chat. The Liver King, 45-year-old uh, yeah. Brian Johnson. Uh -huh. All right, first off, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, say whatever. I mean, shame on you. Okay, number Why one. Why shame on you? I mean, shame on you for lying. For lying. But – it's not like anybody in the know doesn't look at him and, and know some extra vitamins are probably Dude, going on there. But the, you know, I mean, on, I, I hate to say this, Bruce, I hate to say this, but this is like the news being attention. Pro wrestling is scripted. OK, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, obviously. And there's really not much to be said. The interesting thing that's going to be seen out of this, um, I think it's responsible in the marketing or promoting of about one hundred million dollars in sales of the uh, uh supplement products that he um but but you know, again does. though bruce even though he was you know saying that supplements were the the key to x y and z he's probably not wrong you know those supplements that he was taking you know probably you know benefited him in some way you know this is my thing and i hate to say it but like if you are doing things in your own personal time and you know the risks involved by all means, go do what you want to do. I'm not going to do shit all over what you want. The The issue here is that he was saying, I'm a clean athlete. And I mean, I hate to say it. I don't even want to call him an athlete. Like he wasn't an athlete. He's not competing. Is he athletic? Sure. Is he impressive? Sure. Uh, was he on steroids? Yeah, obviously. Look at the man. Agreed. And let's give the, uh, okay, an athlete. He is an athlete in in dictionary definition an athlete's sure, a person who's sure, proficient in sports and other yeah. forms of physical exercise but he's not competing no you know and like i mean this is this is my thing maybe this is taboo but like i don't really care what any athlete does honestly any athlete it's just you got to comply by the rules that you're competing under and right it because i mean there's a lot of talk about this with with conor mcgregor if conor mcgregor removes himself from the testing pool and does x y and z i don't care I mean, those are the rules. He can do that. But come back on fight night and you got to be clean. You know what I mean? That's all I ever ask. You know, I don't, I don't care if you're skirting the system and getting away with it and, and still on fight night, you come back clean. That's what's asked of you. Do what you got to do. Don't make an embarrassment of yourself. Compete is, you know, fairly as you can by, you know, making sure that you uh, get caught doing nothing. And I don't really care. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I don't jet list is a personal preference. I mean, would I take steroids? No. Um, never have, never will. Uh, but you know, but you're also not, you're also not subject to, you know, being someone who has to stay clean. If you wanted no. to go do those things, Bruce, those, those are, it's, it's your prerogative. And my, my honest belief is take care of yourself the best way possible. We are learning a lot about science. You know, there, there's a responsible way to do things and an irresponsible way to do things. 
And if you are not hurting any other person by doing what you want to do, then by all means, go do it. Just don't lie about it. Don't lie about it. Yeah, that's the whole for, point. I think don't don't lie about it and ask ask for you know forgiveness later. That's really the basic point. I mean, listen, Joe Rogan has made comments about his personal usage in over the years of different things, if I'm not incorrect. Right. But that's what we've learned, Bruce, because of people being honest about things like I'm not going to say you can always without uh, failure, look at someone and give them, you know, the, the sight test of whether or not they're they're using. But at the end of well, the day, the re- like we, we know what is and isn't an actual. We know what is and isn't. And certain things are very obvious. But the reason I mentioned Joe, who has been honest about, you know, and you know, you know, he has to. He's been honest of about course. things in the past. He called out The Rock, you know, last week, accusing him, asking The Rock to come clean. Yeah. And accusing him of using steroids in his new podcast. Pretty bold move on. But, but on it's Joe's not. It's not, Bruce. Look at The Rock when he was a wrestler. No, I know, but it's, not, it's just not like, something that I would do on It's Time Radio. I'm just saying sure, that. Sure. I mean, here, here's the problem, and I think this is the issue with, with Rogan calling someone out. It, these people are getting called out because they're putting themselves out there as being something that doesn't pass the sort of logistical sight test. Right. And, you know, I don't care what The Rock does or doesn't do. Um, it, it's like the idea of getting upset at someone for having plastic surgery to look younger. Like, sure, you might think differently about them. I know it's not for everybody. You've been very honest and open about how it's not for you. You're not, you know, dyeing your hair black to to put off age. You know, and some people can say, "Oh, I like that idea of being all natural," or "Oh, I like the idea that they're doing X, Y, and Z." Whatever makes you feel good, man, go out there and do it. It's just the issue is when you're out there banging a drum because this is the one thing i will say if you're out there and you're you know juice to the gills and you're saying i'm all natural what you're doing is perpetuating an image that is going to make people feel like well why can't i look like that i'm doing everything the right way and i can't look like that a lot of it comes down to genetics and things like that bruce but oh yeah yeah there's so many people that take that you see in the gym and and just it's not doing anything for them Right. So, I mean, except maybe just affecting their system inside, which we know it can have a definite effect, but that's, we'll get somebody back on the show and have one of those long scientific yeah. logistic conversations. Then you get back to Bruce Lee, where somebody came out that he possibly passed away from drinking too much water. I mean, how do they figure that out? I, I 50 know. years or whatever I, it's been 30 years no since idea. his passing. No idea. I know water intoxication is very much a thing. Um, I don't know if you remember this, uh, but in the early, 2000s maybe 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 early 2010s there was this uh uh radio contest that uh morning shows would do uh called hold your wii for a wii you would get a nintendo wii if you would drink like i think it was a eight eight ounces of water every 10 or 15 minutes and you'd have like a group of four uh participants and whoever went to the bathroom last would win uh the prize well unfortunately i believe a a woman passed away of uh, water intoxication because of that uh your body cannot you know, even if you let it pass, your body cannot get thrown off with these electrolytes. And uh, I think it's uh, the the amount of salt in your body. There's uh, some uh, There's, salination. Uh, that that's another reason why you die. Yeah. And if I'm not, I could be off in this. I'm not mistaken. That's the reason why I think it's ecstasy or Molly, but I think it's ecstasy. They had the, the thing in the clubs where people were drinking too much water as right. a result and, and going to the hospital, you know. Yeah. For, for that so yeah that all stands to ring true a little switch in stories here because i know we have only have a few minutes uh have you heard about this relationship that the good morning america three um the two people amy robach and tj holmes that work together began having a relationship okay 
and they were uh, taken off the air for a second as a result of their having a relationship, which I guess goes against company policy. And then they were put back on air and the ratings shot through the roof. Yeah. I mean, that's the question. Was it was it all publicity stunt? Do they know exactly what they were doing? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I could see the network changing the policy if the ratings go up. Well, probably saying, hey, we're going to start dating each other. Who cares? I mean, it's I just one care. thing you got to realize, you know, I think both of them have to ask themselves before they enter that relationship is like, OK, we work together in a very public uh, area. If this goes south, you know, be prepared for that to maybe end one of our careers or, you know, drastically alter it in one way or the other. But uh, grown consenting adults can be grown consenting adults. Let them do whatever they want. Well, a little bit of something I practice, a little bit of uh, um, advice from Miss Time Radio and, and me. Don't date where you work. Right. I mean, not a good idea. It's kind of don't crap where you eat. You know, somebody has to go. Some problem can happen. It's all very quite obvious. Right. But I mean, about it. but if you can do it and uh, you're not afraid of taking that risk, then by all means, go do it. Love is love and lust is lust. So make the choice. Um Feel good story, cool story, call what he wants story. A Georgia sheepdog, you know, guarding sheep. Okay. Bites off and kills eight coyotes. Oh, wow. After the pack attacks a sheep, he killed eight coyotes, Dang. TJ, protecting yeah. his sheep. A sheepdog, is that like a lassie? Uh, No, a sheepdog, you know, just a, you've seen sheepdogs. Yeah, but it, what is lassie? What kind of dog is lassie? Lassie is a, is a uh, uh, collie. That's a collie. The collie, yeah. Oh, it's a the border collie. You're right. Never mind. Yeah. No, sheepdog's a sheepdog, and uh, you know, she, she, the dog was hurt. They found parts of uh, his tail and blood and other things, oh, you sure. know, all over the place, and they yeah. were worried. But you know, give some credit to that dog. Hell yeah, you know, very very fighter. Cool. Fighter is right. I mean, that's the kind of sheepdog you want. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Uvalde shooting survivors um, have filed a twenty-seven billion dollar lawsuit against the police department and the school district. Hmm. You know, these these lawsuits can bankrupt a city. I'm oh, not yeah, saying they don't sure. have a right to do that. My God, it was horrific. Sure. But um, you knew something like that was going to come out. But it Probably. always does. It always does. And did you hear about these North Korea uh, executed two teenagers after they watched films from South Korea? What? Two teens have been slaughtered in North Korea for watching South Korean movies. The two boys were aged 16 and 17. They were executed in front of oh my horrified God. locals on an airfield. This took place in October. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, the news only just came out. Uh, another lad was killed at the same time for murdering his stepmom. They were told both crimes were equally evil. Yeah. How do you deal with that kind of mentality? Yeah, I don't. They no, watched no, South no comment, Korean Bob. movies. No comment. No comment. I mean, yeah. I don't need to tell anybody how to feel about this. They know. Yeah, I think it's very self-explanatory. Uh, an amateur fossil hunters, like, you know, people just looking for. Sure. They found a 19 feet foot tall, 100 million year old skeleton. What? 19 foot tall, 100 million year old skeleton. Wow. Of a dinosaur. And it looks like it's the, it looks like a Tyrannosaurus jaw. It's pretty weird. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It was a marine reptile. That's what wow. That's crazy. God only knows what that's worth. <laughs> and then collectible land, the uh, Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe, the Marilyn Monroe, her suit from her marriage to George, Dima George Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. Is uh, going up for auction. I can only just imagine what that's. Oh, that'll catch a few mil. 
one point five to two million. They figured. Yeah, I think it'll go as high as two and a half. Yeah, I think. Well, remember her famous dress that which yeah. was blowing up over the thing yeah. that went for a huge amount of money. Yeah, yeah. All right, TJ. It's noon. I know you got to get going. I've got to get going. We got Vegas this weekend. We got UFC two eighty two. Uh, it's a heck of a card. You know, Bohovic, Magomed Ankalov. Oh, the other week I forgot to tell you. What? I was down here at a local restaurant with Kristen and Rupert and Henry, mm-hmm. know, the boys, my godson, right. right, my nephew, and um, in walks uh, Tim from Paradigm Audiotars Agency. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's got Yuri, Yuri with him. Okay. So Yuri was there. He walks in, takes great pictures with you know the boys. Right. Super super nice guy. He just had a shoulder surgery. I wish him the best. The word is from the UFC, his shoulder injury is the worst they've ever seen. Yeah, and I think that was sort of the vibe I got when you found out that he was vacating his title, which, you know, all honor to him for doing so because when you have that belt, like, who knows if you even get a title fight again? And that's that's God's honest truth. Who knows? I mean, if it's this bad, like, I'm just hoping he gets back to active competition one day. But uh, very honorable for him to go, you know what, I'm not going to hold up this division I got to go get the surgery, get dealt with, and uh, he's doing it. But uh, you're very unfortunate. Very cool man, though. Very polite man. Very. I just, I just want to. I hope he does very well and comes out of this strong. Shoulder injuries are no joke. No, it's no crazy how violent he is, but how soft spoken and you know sweet. Unbelievable. He is. He's so soft spoken. It's so cool. Yeah, I mean Francis and, uh, and is the same way. Yeah, and um, my buddy Ty it was uh, Tuivasa. It was a bummer to see him get beat so fast in his. Fight, yeah. but listen, Sergey Pavlovich is no joke. I mean, there's no easy fight at heavyweight. There's just not. Well, we'll see when John uh, Jones steps in. Yeah. Hello, hello. Yeah. Francis Gano and John Jones, and Gano coming off his knee injury. Let's see how all that works out. All right, TJ, let everybody know what's up. Uh, yeah, I'll be uh, in Vegas for UFC 282, doing extra rounds. That's me and Vanessa Demopoulos. Uh, you can watch live on Facebook on the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page. Uh, get the archive anytime on UFC Fight Pass. And uh, if you're out there, say hi. Very cool. And I will be in the Octagon this Saturday for UFC 282. Very excited about it. Uh, leave tomorrow for Vegas. And um, that's really about it, folks. You know, it was a heck of a weekend uh, last weekend. It's going to be a heck of a weekend, a heck of a show on Saturday. So, everybody, the holidays are here. I'm going to start concentrating on Christmas after this weekend. I can start focusing on uh, family and friends and the holiday spirit and everything that goes with it. But for you folks out there, never stop thinking, never stop dreaming, never stop setting your goals, write them down, be a role model to your sphere of influence. And when you set on that yellow brick path road to the future of success, just be the best you can be, perform at your best, whether you're the champion, number one or number 10, because then you're winning. And as always, that's what we're all about on this time radio is winning. And if you're noticing this Buff Life is Time t-shirt, one last show for the Buffer organization, just go to millions.co. And not only can you get my merchandise, you can get the Shevchenko sisters, John Anik, uh, One More Sleep, all this great stuff. Go to millions.co and get your merchandise. Great gifts for UFC fans and other fans. Plus, we have athletes from football, every sport you can imagine. Thousands of athletes there are willing to share their merchandise and everything else with you. Just check out millions.co. It's time to shop for Christmas. There you go. I did it. They asked there me to. Go. And I there did you it. Go. Got you. <laughs> All right, Buff. We'll see you All Saturday right, TJ, night. go get them. Buffer out. Big cheers, no fears, and happy holidays, everybody. See you next week. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig.
inspiring kid confidence.